Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 143 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. Old Lang Syne. (laughs) And my husband Dylan is the sound recordist. Greetings from the year 2020. Happy New Year, everyone. New Year's Day. Happy New Year to those of you who celebrate New Year. <laughs> those of you not on the Gregorian calendar. Is that what we're on? Gregory? Gregory I, think we're Gregor- yeah. I think we're on not- Gregorian. Okay. Well, those of you on Greg's calendar, that doesn't mark years. <laughs> <laughs> um, big Greg's calendar. <laughs> well, today is January 1st, 2020, which means it's exactly one year since we started the To Read List podcast. Did we really start it on the first? Well, here's the thing. We intended to, and then it took a long time for iTunes to approve it. So uh, I submitted it for approval. I don't know if the exact date, but that was the it's around. That was the goal. Yeah. Cool. It was around on some platforms that day. iTunes yeah. just dragged yeah. their feet. They mm. just had to make sure that we weren't, you know. Not that we don't love iTunes. We love iTunes. They are a great service. <laughs> They're very thorough. So I thought it would be fun for us to wrap up, to do an anniversary show, to go over the books we read this year. The books we loved, the books we lost. Exactly. I am going to start out with something I think you guys will find is pretty funny. Okay. When we started the podcast, I re-listened to the first episode, Ooh. and in it, we each said how many books were on our shelf. Okay. <laughs> so before I say <laughs> oh, it... No. I know you know that my list grew, because as I said, it's 143. I started at 125. Mm -hmm. We know mine grew. We have a bunch of promotional bookmarks that are out of date. (laughs) Yes. Toby and Andrew, do you think your list grew, shrank, or stayed the same? I'd say maybe stayed the same for me, because I know I've added some random ones that I really want to honestly do for the podcast. I want to read them, and I want to do them for the podcast. So yeah. I think the way you're asking this question suggests that mine went up. I would have guessed stayed the same, but I'm going to say it went up like by about five. Okay. Yeah, well, I, have, I, have a, I have the same fear. Both of you are wrong. Really? Andrew, when you started the podcast, you had 93 books, and now you have 94. Oh, so only huh. up by one. Only up by one. I would say it's pretty close to staying the same. Uh-oh. Toby. <laughs> Toby uses... <laughs> Toby adds to his shame just willy-nilly because it's just... Whatever he feels like putting on the list virtually. It's because I don't... You know what? It's not shame because these are not books that are actually on my shelves. They're just things that I want our listeners to experience. Toby, you started at 49. You're now at 75. (laughs) (laughs) I feel no shame. Toby, to be clear, that is... That is significantly more than what Bailey has added, and we constantly give her crap. To be clear, these are, none of them are ones that I bought. Oh, some of them are ones that I found on the side of the road. <laughs> That's true. There's probably like 10 of them that I found on the side of the road. Forgot about that. So I just think it's funny, you know, in, in a day of New Year's resolutions, like our resolution was to get our list down. Instead, we all went up. Well, you know, uh, good news for people who like the podcast. It's never going to end. <laughs> I feel pretty good about only adding one. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's pretty good. So speaking of that, before we get into our best books of the year, etc., mm-hmm. Dylan very nicely put together a list of statistics so we can go over, you know. Oh, are we going to find out finally who's the best person on the podcast? Who, yeah, who's the best based on voter poll? Well, we polled everyone in the house. <laughs> and for some reason, Wallace, our cat, won. Mm, yeah. Best person on the podcast. So does anyone want to take a guess on who's read the most pages? Bailey, because she's read double the books. Well, me. Yeah. 
In fact, he's actually read more than both of you combined, which I know sounds obvious, but like it's kind of nuts. It's not, not necessarily obvious that it's more than us combined. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's pretty close, but uh, she has read 11,658 pages. Oh my gosh. That's right. I, that is crazy. 11,000 pages. Wow. That's cool. Now, Toby, Andrew. Do you guys want to guess between the mm. two of you who has read more pages? It's got to be Toby. Uh, well, I had Outlander, which might tip the scales. I had a run in there in the middle there where I had a lot of short, quick books. And I feel like you had a bunch like Blonde and Eye of the World yeah. that are like chunky. My Eye of the World almost negates your Outlander. So Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's got to be Toby. Andrew's read 5,010 pages. Toby's read 6,440. Oh, so yeah. It's not, it's not that much. It's well, only 1,000. Like, yeah, it's like 20% more than what I read. Toby's, yeah. read. Toby's read 14 books. Andrew's read 13. But if you take out any of Toby's books, he still beats Andrew. Mm. If you, even if you take out, like, Eye of the World? Even if you take out Eye of the World, you wow. still beat him. I guess that's fair. Andrew would have to read a 1,400-page book to yeah. catch up. Yeah. Andrew's yeah. right, because he did have, like, a bunch of Short really fun books. Yeah, I, yeah, no, like, I had Fault in Our Stars, Bossy Pants, even, mm. like, Giovanni's Room and Death Interruptions, which are, like, not not candy books, but were, were short in page count. Yeah, and I yeah. had East of Eden and yeah, Eye of the World. Yeah, about East of Eden. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can see who had the most fun reading their books because uh, how many five star reviews do you guys want to guess that you guys handed out? Ooh. I Ooh. think I only gave like I'm gonna say I gave five five stars. I'm pretty sure I only gave two. I'm pretty sure Ooh. I gave Giovanni's Room and Exit West five, but that's it. I have a terrible memory. I read 14 books. I'm just take a guess. I gave four five star reviews. Well, there were 12 total five-star reviews. Oh, no. Of those 12, Bailey gave seven of those five-star reviews out. <laughs> you gave I'm seven nice. five-star reviews? What were, the, what were my five-star books, Dylan? They were Kitchen Confidential, Red, White, and Royal Blue, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, Jonathan Strange, mm. uh, Blindness, The Bookish Life of Nina Hill, <laughs> uh, Little Woman, and Ready Player One. Okay. And after that, uh, Toby did give three. Oh, so close. 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 What did I give? Lincoln uh, and the Bardo. Lincoln and the Bardo, Willful Creatures, and Blonde. Yeah, mm. I agree with all those. And <laughs> Andrew was right with his two. Mm. Andrew's very stingy. Andrew with... is the meanest. Actually, well, who gave the most one-star reviews? Thing. Andrew's not the meanest because he averages out pretty well. I was going to say, oh, I yeah. was pretty consistently four stars on almost everything. Andrew has not given anything lower than three stars this year. Mm. Mm. There has only been one one-star review. I think I know what it is. Can I guess? It's Toby. Whose was it? Uh, it was me, right? It was writing down, writing down the bones? Nope. No, no, no. Oh, that, you gave that two stars, sort of inexplicably. Uh, yeah. This is Great and Secret Show, right? <laughs> yeah, Great and Secret oh, Show. Great and Secret yeah. Show. That's the only one-star review you've had yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. Bailey gave out one two-star review. Uh, Everything is illuminated. And, you know, I was being very harsh. <laughs> and Toby gave out two two-star reviews for Writing Down the Bones and The Radium Girls. Oh, wow. yeah. Toby is harsh. Yeah. So am I, the, I think I'm the meanest, right? You are the meanest. Mm. Mm. Excellent. All right. Any other stats you have, Dylan? Just that there are a lot of pages here. <laughs> uh, who wants to guess who read the shortest book? Um, was it Andrew? I think We Have Always Lived in the Castle was pretty short. Ooh, yeah. That's Anything? true. Yep. 146 pages. That is remarkably short. Pretty short. Yeah. Now, this is going to be controversial. Who do you think read the longest book? Ooh. It's either Outlander or Anna Karenina, right? Jonathan Strange was pretty long. Yeah. Okay. And Mr. Norrell. 
I think I think it's probably Outlander because that was eight fifty. But I read a lot of like seven hundred, eight hundred pages. To be fair, yeah. it was eight fifty. But I have like the mass market paperback, which adds some pages to it. So I, yeah, I truly don't know. I also don't know how long the books you read were. <laughs> it is Outlander with eight hundred and fifty, followed closely by Anna Karenina with eight hundred thirty-eight. Oh, so close! What's cool is that the top three is literally. Outlander, Anna Karenina, and Eye of the World. So you guys all read a book that was longer than 800 pages this year. Oh, Go good us. job, everyone. Yeah, we're so good. But guys, it's not about page content. It's about the content of the pages. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. So while we're thinking about the books we've read, we came up with a few awards, award categories, and we have books picked for each one. But my first question is, what should we call these awards? Should they be the Shamies? No. <laughs> this is the, the opposite shamies. of shame. We've read these. Yeah. You're right. The Proud Boys. No. No, <laughs> no, no. The Bookies? Uh, I the Shamies. I think we should call them The Bookends. That's it's, not bad. Yeah, it's like end of the year. The Bookends. The Bookends. Okay. Okay, so the first category in The Bookends is a book that surprised you. One that you didn't expect to like and then you ended up liking. Or I guess maybe you expected to like and you didn't like. This was one of the toughest ones for me. Am I allowed to give honorable mentions? I sure. guess so, sure. You can say these are the ones that were nominated. And yeah, the yeah. nominations for books that surprised Andrew are. <laughs> <laughs> the two like honorable mentions are books that are both considered classics that surprised me in different ways. First of all, in a positive way, Dracula. I, mm. I thought it was going to be so much more of a slog to get through, but I was surprised at how much of it was just sort of an adventure story and fun and how much I liked it. And then on the other direction... Catch-22, which on paper I thought was a new book I really liked, how I was sort of disappointed by elements of that book. But Mm. the book that most surprised me was Death of the Interruptions by Jose Saramago, Mm. because I truly had no expectations for it. And in fact, the cover makes it look so like moody and sad that when you get this sort of treat of a book, it's uh, quite fun. Awesome. Excellent. Toby, what about you? Uh, mine was the first book I did, which was uh, Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Mm. I I think I mentioned on that episode I hadn't read it because it just never really appealed to me. I, I knew it was something that I kind of was supposed to read. And yeah, it's a great story. Moves right along. I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it four or five stars. Not four five, stars. Four stars. Four. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a really clear winner for this. It was like, you know, when you go to the Oscars and you know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. They've won all the lead up awards. Yeah. Well, uh, same, same with me. I was like, as soon as I saw this one, I was like, yep. My answer is The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Mm. Victor Hugo. This one I thought even more, this is going to be a slog. This is going to be really boring. And yes, there was a lot of description of the Parisian sewer system. But like, (laughs) if you skip through that part, I found it really compelling and I cried a little bit in the end and I thought it was pretty fast moving and it holds up. Nice. Hunchback. And the bookend (laughs) goes too. Congratulations all bookend recipients and nominees. (laughs) Yes. The next bookend category is The Book You Read the Fastest. What book would you say was like the biggest page turner? The book I read the fastest was The Fault in Our Stars by John Green, mostly because Mm -hmm. I (laughs) left very little time to read it and I read it in about, I don't know, six hours. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, that was the fastest for me. It also moves along very quickly. So it, it was an easy book to have to get through quickly. So good on both fronts. Yeah. The book I read the fastest was V for Vendetta by Alan Moore. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Graphic novel, fast yeah. read, but again, you know, a plot that pulls you forward. You want to know what happens. Uh, yeah, I just blasted through that one. Nice. I have two only because the answer is the bookish life Cheating. of no. Cheating. The answer is the bookish life of Nina Hill, 
but that one wasn't an official review. It was kind of like a bonus. Mm-hmm. So I will say that that one was the fastest, but if it has to be one that I had an official review for, the answer is Wilder Girls by Rory Power. Hmm. We had a episode where we interviewed her, but I found the book really fast. Most genre fiction YA goes really fast for me too. So yeah. yeah. And we should say to our friend of the podcast, Rory Power, her new book is coming out in 2020. So there'll be more power to look forward to. Power to the people. It's called, I think, Burn Our Bodies Down. Yes. And it's it's about corn. What a good titler she is. Yeah. All right. This is this is kind of a mean, mean bookend. It's not a good bookend. It's the Razzie of, uh, of bookends. The book you won't keep on your shelf, Andrew. I should say, technically, I'm keeping all books on my shelf. But that is because the two books that fell into the category of I wouldn't have kept were both books I do not own. Like, I, they're not mine to give away. But I chose to think of this as a book I'm definitely not going to read again to try to put a little more spin on it that's like maybe positive. Not necessarily I'm so mad at it, but I, I'm never going to read Outlander or Bossy Pants again. So, yeah, if I were the original owner of those books, I would uh, donate them to a loving home. So it's a tie. You can't decide between the two. They, they don't even get an award. <laughs> they have to split <laughs> they it. They have to split it. I mean, yeah, I I would I would donate out I would donate Outlander. But okay. Okay. you know, no, they share the award. They both get to go to a loving home together. Okay, that's fair. All right, Toby, what book would you throw into the street? Do you know what's you know what's funny? Is oh, you wow. sent me this question <laughs> earlier today, and I apparently hated the Great and Secret Show so much that I forgot about it <laughs> because I have written down here writing down the bones, mm. but. <laughs> But truthfully, if I really wanted to stick it to one, it would be the Great and Secret Show. But what if the Jaff comes after you? Ah, the Jaff. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would be. It would be writing down the bones, just because I don't even want to give the Great and Secret Show an award. Oh wow! You don't want more people to know about it. Exactly. Oh, it got a. It got a Razzie. Let's watch it for fun. You yeah. Know? No. no. All right. Well, mine. It should be. The one I gave the... We all have disclaimers on our choices. Well, mine should be the two-star book, Everything is Illuminated. I was a little harsh on that. Um, But that's Dylan's book, so I can't give it away. So my answer is Wicked, and it's one I have already given away. It should have been more fun than it was, and I'm just not going to read it again. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Gregory Maguire. I'm sure you're doing fine. Sorry, not sorry. It wasn't that popular. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Next bookend. Your favorite protagonist. All right, so let's just give some nominations here. Um, <laughs> nominations to to Hazel from The Fault in Our Stars. She's a really compelling narrator. And then also honorable mentions to um, Nadia and Saeed from Exit West by Moshe Hamid as sort of a dual protagonist. But my award goes to Death from Death with Interruptions by Jose Saramago, just because it was such a fun spin on what we imagine Death to be and such a fun character and... It was just a joy to be guided through the pages watching her. Nice. I, I just imagine Death taking the stage to accept the bookend. <laughs> she can appear like a human, so it would look normal. <laughs> but it, when we first meet her, she is the traditional like hooded with a scythe Death. <laughs> so maybe she'd use her original form to accept the bookend. But do you think if she went up to collect the award, Kanye West would come and grab the award from him? Because it'd be... <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Death with interruptions. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> My answer for favorite protagonist is a bit of a bummer, but I will say uh, Marilyn Monroe from uh, Blonde by Joyce Carol Oates. Why is that a bummer? Well, because it's a real bummer of a book, and her life is a real bummer. It's a, it's it's rough. It's like not like a fun person that I want to hang out with. It's just like the most fully realized, incredibly like real character mm-hmm. that I think I encountered this year. 
um, was Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. Aw. My answer is Mary Cat, Mary Catherine Blackwood from We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Hmm, really? I, yeah. I just, I was thinking about several different characters. I almost picked Jonathan Strange. And then I thought, no, I liked Mary Cat. She was fun. It's fun to have the perspective of just like kind of a weirdo, creepy girl. Yeah. I remember you really liking and using a lot of quotes from her during your review. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me necessarily. Yeah. We have two more bookends to give out. This next bookend, you know, it goes for a team. This bookend is the three characters you'd choose. Choose one of each that what you would rather kiss, marry, or lock in a wine cellar under Venice. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you adults may recognize this as a clean version of a game that we cannot say on this podcast. Yes, and it's also a reference to the Casca of Amontadio. Nope, so close. Montiato. There we go, yeah. yeah. I'm excited, so I'm going to go first. Yeah. The character I want to kiss is from Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, and it's Prince Henry. He's basically Prince William, and I would just kiss him versus Mary because he is gay, you know. And so <laughs> it would just be sort of a fun night for both of us, and then we'd move on with our lives. But he's very handsome. The character that I would marry is Laurie from Little Women. Laurie is Joe's best friend. He's very supportive. He's a feminist. He's also rich. He's into art. He's perfect husband material. And the character I'd want to lock in a wine cellar is Gavin Hughes from The Casual Vacancy. <laughs> he's just a garbage person, I think. He's dating this woman, but he treats her terribly. Then he decides he's in love with this widow, and she's like, what are you talking about? I thought you were just supporting me through my husband's death. He's just the worst, and I feel like no one would miss him if he was in the wine cellar. Um, I'm playing around with the rules here a little bit, um, because this is a book that you read this year, Bailey, but I'm the person that I would kiss, but I've read this book too, is Marianne from Normal People. You can't steal my books. Come on, though. Marianne. I mean... She's pretty great. Yeah, I guess. What yeah. do you mean, you guess? She's great. Anyway, Marianne, the way she's described in the book, I would kiss Marianne. All right. What? I did not expect such a tepid response to my... <laughs> Guys always go for the the broken woman who they can want to save. He did say Marilyn Monroe, so... Yeah. <laughs> lock in the wine cellar, I would lock everyone from the Great and Secret Show in a wine cellar, so I would never have to experience their story again. Even the Jaff? You think you can hold back <laughs> the Jaff? Especially the Jaff. Mary, you know who I would marry? Who? I would marry V from V for Vendetta <laughs> because he's mysterious. He's really cool and he's a superhero. I feel like he would take me on adventures. You know. He'd we blow could... stuff up. Uh, anyway, yeah. He's someone that I admire. I respect. I could marry V. He would kidnap you. Yeah, exactly. I could be I could kidnap. <laughs> um, so I would marry uh, Kirsten Raymond from Station Eleven. She is sufficient, uh, like self-sufficient, can... Hunt. She is sufficient. <laughs> She's self-sufficient. She can she can hunt. Uh, she can gather. She loves Shakespeare. She loves graphic novels. And presumably, we'd be married in the world that I live in. So therefore, there would be less of the like life and death situation going on. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would kiss Giovanni from Giovanni's Room because uh, mm. he sounds real cute. And not to spoil what happens in the book, but he's not necessarily someone you want to be in a stable long-term relationship with. Yeah. yeah. And then I would lock behind a brick wall underneath Venice, Captain John Randall from Outlander, both for him being the villain of Outlander and also for the problematic nature of his character. Yeah. <laughs> you were written problematically. Now we're Get sealed in, in a cellar forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right, excellent. All right, our last category, our last bookend, the one at the end of the night that Jack Nicholson comes out and presents. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. The best book of the year. So many to choose from. Want to shout out Exit West for being really good. Not quite best book of the year. Uh, Shout out Death of Interruptions. All very hard to choose between. But my favorite book of the year was Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. It was such a, like a huge story contained in such a small container that was very sad, very beautiful, and um, a book I'd been wanting to read for a long time. So when it met the expectations I'd put on it, it was like raised that much more in my esteem. Excellent. It's rare that a book that you are like so hyped for is actually as good as you think it's going to be. And it was. My book of the year was the one I just finished, which is Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders. Excellent. I came around on it. It's incredibly moving. Five stars. That being said, I really, really enjoyed a lot of the books that I read this year. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of a hard choice. But Lincoln and the Bardo, I think, takes it for me. Yeah, it was a good year. Um, technically, I guess I had seven nominations because I had seven five stars. I'm so sorry, Anna Karenina. You just, you know, didn't get on the list this year. When it came down to it, it was hard to decide. I ended up going with the first one I gave five stars to, which is Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yes. I almost wanted to buck the rules and say my favorite book of the year is Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, I could say Little Women. I could say a lot of like more obvious choices. But this one, I just want more people to read it. And did, did you see there? Susanna Clark has announced the next one is like actually incoming. I'm I'm thrilled. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. And you know, as we said, one of the longest books of the year, but one of the faster yeah. reads. Great fantasy. You gotta check it out. That has been the bookends. The bookends. The bookends. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so to wrap up this past year of games, we are going to do a game suggested to us by superfan Brent. He emailed us on Goodreads and said, I think you should do this game. And I said, that's such a great idea. We're going to do it for our end of the year episode. Go Brent. Go Brent. So (laughs) the idea is we each came up with comprehension questions for the books each other read. So, for example, I came up with three comprehension questions for the books Toby read. And we can see how much he recalls of the 14 books he read this year. I am going to fail this game so badly. And we can see who is the best at remembering the 11,000 pages she read. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be clear, I was I was instructed to not make these questions too hard. No, no, they're supposed to be basic. It's supposed okay. to be how much do you recall. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, so, Andrew. Yes, I'm so um, ready. In your book of the year, Giovanni's Room, what is the name of the primary female character? I do not know the answer. Ah, the answer is Hela. Hela is the yep, one of the right. only and the primary female characters in that book. Yeah, honestly, I was so wrapped up in his relationship with Giovanni that I forgot his fiance Hela. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep track of the points here. Oh, now would you say that's a fair question? Is that too obscure, Andrew? No, that's definitely not too obscure. That is okay. my fault for not getting the answer. Well, that's one that you would remember like right after you read it. And then it fades away. Yeah. yeah. I'm disappointed. I usually have outstanding reading comprehension. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. I thought that would be too easy. Good. All right, Toby. Name two of the Radium Girls. Oh, no, absolutely impossible. That's a hard question. <laughs> I will give it to you if you can just name their first name. Mary Beth. No. And Joanne. No. Oh. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's not far off, I'll say. We had Molly, Marguerite, Ella, Grace, Edna, Hazel, Albinia. These were supposed Sarah, to be easy Quinta, questions. Quinta, Catherine. 
You could have guessed any name. I did. I guessed two that were like era appropriate. Anyway, zero points, Toby. Oh, that was much harder. Joining me on zero points, Toby. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, I hope your question for Billy is really hard. (laughs) I think I might have made these a little too hard, but we'll see. Uh, Great, great. I'm ready. In the book that you named the most surprising this year, Hunchback Mm -hmm. of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo, Mm -hmm. what is the goat's name and how is it spelled? It's named Jolly, and it's spelled D-J-A-L-I. That is correct, Bailey. Here's the thing. As soon as you said that, I was like, it's going to be about Jolly the Goat. Best character. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's one of my favorite characters. All right. Mark one up for Bailey on the scoreboard. just mark that down. Um, All right, Andrew. In Catch-22 by Joseph Heller, there's a character whose name is a repetition of Major. How many repetitions are there? Three. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's four. His name is Major, 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 Major. Um, that's a hard one. That's a good question, though. But he's in the book a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was also the first book I read in the year, and it's remembering a number <laughs> when you're forced to in the corner. So it's a tough one. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, no, no, that, that's no, harder, no. It's, yeah. a, it's a very perfectly valid question. I'm just disappointed because I'm usually so good at these things. Yeah, I was ready for you to knock him out of the park. It's just really fun to feel like nothing. I'm sure I'll join you there in a moment Alright, Toby I don't like this smirk you have on your face No, I think this one's a little easier Oh, that'll make it even worse Where does Natalie Goldberg live? The author of Writing Down the Bones I know this Oh, it's in It's in Arizona It's not, obviously it's not Tucson Crud No, I, I don't Silver tree. No. What? Silver tree. It's some weird name. Uh, Can I get Toby's starts point? T- it starts with a T. It starts with a T, right? No. Oh. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to say? Well, no. Now I don't because I thought it was Taos, New Mexico. Well, I had Santa Fe. No, it's Taos. Taos is right. So Taos I get that right. point. Wikipedia says Santa Fe, and you she, did not get it for saying something that starts with T. At the time. And you were I, saying Arizona. <laughs> at the t- <laughs> you're right at the time uh i think she lived in taos i think probably on wikipedia it's where she lives now okay well regardless you did not get it okay so half a point so i get the point until he gets nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh andrew <laughs> do we feel humbled or what <laughs> uh, i feel so bad because there's like i can pull so many weird details out about all the books i read and yet i yeah. can't remember that and now in retrospect i'm so mad about major 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 because Excuses, excuses. It's not, I'm not making an excuse. I truly, my brain didn't work. And now I'm so yeah, mad no, because I definitely knew that fact. <laughs> yeah, me too. She mentions Taos like a hundred times in that book. <laughs> my question. <laughs> Who does not make an appearance in a movable feast, Bailey, of this list? Okay. Gertrude Stein, Pablo Picasso, Ezra Pound, Zelda Fitzgerald. Pablo Picasso. I thought it was Ezra Pound. No, Pound is in there. That is correct, Bailey. I wish I'd made oh, these questions my. harder. That was Dang. my first book I read, you guys. That's impressive. You know, my French teacher in high school said I had good reading comprehension. All right. I'll just mark down another point. Oh, God. Uh, this is the hardest one. Uh, but who knows? In Station Eleven, Arthur Leander, the famous actor, has a heart attack during a performance of which Shakespeare play? Yeah, well done. See, this is the kind of question I wanted for all of them. One that, that was... you knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. One I knew and one that people think is hard and is impressive when I know it. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. It's impressive. Toby. 
This is the easiest question. No, don't say that. I'm going to be you the only person who didn't get any. You literally just said that this question was the hardest for me, Toby. Yeah, but that makes you look cool when you get it. This okay. makes me look dumb when I miss it. No comment about the hardness of this question. What is the first and last name of the protagonist in A Tree Grows in Brooklyn? No idea. It has to be first and last. Franny something. Toby, you said it was your most surprising book of the year. Yeah, it was also my first book of the year, and my reading comprehension is terrible. I had a teacher who told me that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. I never got told that. Uh, Franny something. Francie Nolan. Come on. Okay, guys. Whatever you want to do, however you want to live your lives. Andrew, hit me up with my last question. What's Van Helsing's first name? Abraham. God. (laughs) 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 This was a fun game. Thanks, Brent. Brent. Brent? You're not allowed to listen to the podcast anymore. No, 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 no. no, no. Brent still listen to the podcast. (laughs) All right, well, that was my favorite game we've played this year. Best game of the year. It was a good game. It's a good game. I just feel so silly. Toby, next time, make all the questions about plays in Station Eleven. Yeah, you you feel one-third less silly than I do. If you enjoyed this and, you know, you're a new listener, feel free. You know, it's New Year's. You're probably on vacation. Catch up on the old episodes. All right. So next week on the podcast, we have a mini-sode. We're talking about the three settings where we would want to outlander into, where we'd want to take a portal into. And then in two weeks, we have a regular episode. Andrew is reviewing This One Summer by Jillian and Mariko Tamaki. And I have The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Before I do the credits, thank you guys for a great year. Thank you guys for being my co-host, my sound recorder, for helping me on this journey. Clearly it's working. You know, I've only (laughs) added so many books to my shelf. We've all added them. Oh, man. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Silence silence (laughs) from Andrew. (laughs) No, it was really great. Um, Yeah, I have trouble, and Bailey knows this, I fall out of patterns of reading very easily and for a very long time so it's been really nice to have this like touchstone to force me to and it's been nice to have an excuse to talk to you more yeah Yeah. nice thanks for listening to the to read list if you'd like to get in contact with us you can email the to read list podcast at gmail.com follow us on goodreads at goodreads.com slash the to read list podcast we're on facebook and instagram at the to read list podcast and on twitter at to read list pod Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song, and to Patrick McGran for remixing it. See you next week. Happy reading. Books, books, books. books. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.